0: Hey y'all, it's Chastity and Janasia with another episode of Soul Sessions. How are you feeling, friend? I'm feeling good. I'm
1: feeling, it's Cinco de Mayo, so mm-hmm. we're just chilling at the house right now. Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, how I, are you feeling?
0: I feel, sorry y'all, so again, transparency. I have to eat when I can because otherwise I won't eat. But I'm feeling vibrant. I feel really strong right now. Because um, there's a lot in my life that's changing. And that's, like, evolving. Uh-huh. And so I feel really good. I feel light. I feel, like, in a self-celebratory mood. Like, nothing big has happened. But I just feel... i really proud of myself. Um, is that Eric? No, it's... The people from
1: outside, my neighbor, <laughs> screaming. He don't even live there. And he's screaming on their balcony. Oh, my
0: like, God. Like, you don't even live there. Why are you loud like this? And we told y'all last episode that Jeneisha lives in New Orleans. So, her background is so unpredictable. <laughs> so really, like, It
1: really is. Like, I live in, like, one of the, like, old, not old, but it's redone, but it's, like, a true New Orleans home. And so you can hear everything that's going on outside. So I don't know what he was yelling for, but I hope he got to whoever he was talking to.
0: (laughs) But I mean, that's the spirit of transparency with Soul Sessions. Like, you're going to get everything. You know, we're not shooting for perfection. We're just here to talk with y'all. But yeah, no, like, I mean, like I said, I feel good. I feel blessed and I feel really grateful. So I guess that's a great segue to head into the ray of sunshine. What's your ray of sunshine this week, sis?
1: My ray of sunshine is self-discovery. I have really been in a place where I'm just kind of like peeling back layers to find the root of just different things that I've been dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I feel like lately I've really been in a space of like, really like pulling some layers
2: back. Mm. Um, and I'm just, I'm excited about it. Is it scary? It's, um, I
1: think that I, I've gotten over the scarier parts. I think right now it's very much almost like inner child healing type of situations. I, I really need to find a therapist down here because i really think I'm kind of like hitting the wall of like what I can do on my own.
3: Mhm.
1: Um and so if anybody knows any like really good black therapists down in New Orleans, let me know. But um, but as far as what I could do on my own, I think that like I've just been in a place of just being honest with myself, yeah. you know, yeah. and I, I, I'm, I'm loving it, though, because it's it's allowing me to just be very transparent with people. And there have been a couple of situations lately where I've just been really honest with the people in my circle Mm -hmm. about, you know, things that I may have held back for like a really long time. And it's just like, no, like, I'm not going to hold this back. We're just going to have a conversation about it. And my feelings are on the table and that's that. And situations where I would have usually like, there would have been like a lot of emotion. I'm just very much like, it is what it is. So,
0: mm. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> have you seen any benefits from it? Like, do you feel like your relationships have shifted?
1: Absolutely. Um, my relationships are shifting. But the crazy thing is, is it's more so within my business. Because since I'm in the process of like rebuilding my clientele in New Orleans, the boundaries that I didn't necessarily set with a lot of my Shreveport clients, I, because where I am mentally, I'm able to set those boundaries with new people. And just be very honest with people about my services, what I offer, and like why I'm here. You know, before I felt like I was trying to meet everybody's needs and like people have different needs. And now I'm in a space where I'm just like, this is my niche. This is my lane. And like, if I don't fit within the needs that you're looking for, it's completely fine. And like, I may not be the person for you.
0: Yeah, and I think like I think first of all I'm so proud of you. Like that's Thank you. That's awesome. Because that's like that requires a level of courage. And sometimes I think that like a lot of our growth may come as like a result of something bad happening. So it it hits different when it's like nothing is necessarily wrong, but like I'm curious about myself. Right. You know, I'm I'm interested in this. Or I'm I'm curious about why this is the way it is or what are the adjustments that I need to make in order to get to where I want to go without having to suffer before doing the work. And I think that's like, that's a part of like adulting, right? Like being proactive about self and not reactive all the time or just waiting something to fall apart for you to dig deep and get curious. I I think that's so dope. I think that's so dope. I. What about you? Girl. My ray of sunshine, honestly, is discipline. Um, so I prayed last week. I, I've been noticing that um, since I got my place, my new place, like, I've just been kind of wandering. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, especially for a person like me who is a super planner and, like, writes everything down and has everything scheduled, like, to achieve. I really enjoyed wandering. But with Uh wandering comes with, like, no structure. And I have to be honest, like, I thrive in structure. So, and and I work from home. So, creating that structure with no one telling me what to do has been a little weird for me. Uh And so, last week I I prayed, or two weeks ago, rather, I was like, I would really like to work on my discipline. Because I've never completed anything that didn't have external consequences if I didn't do it
3: okay
0: and so like I got this amazing idea when I was scrolling on Instagram and saw my old trainer that I had when I first moved back to Shreveport and I saw that he like had a special going on so I was like oh like I have been saying that I want to get more fit I have been saying that, you know, I kind of miss training and I miss being active and I'm not active enough because like I said, I work from home and I do everything from home. Right. So I scheduled a session, a four week session with him and got my like meal plan and stuff. And the interesting thing about that is that it requires me to get up at 545 every morning. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And today mm-hmm. is day two that I've gotten up at 545. And my friends know me, y'all. I'm not a morning person. I don't <laughs> do morning. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. And the sun is not even up. Don't don't whisper. So for me to be up and actually awake and enthusiastic about doing this, like it feels really good. And so... Like, I can see that structure spilling over into other areas of my life, like going ahead and knocking out tasks, you know, and having my day done before noon. Like, that's been really nice and refreshing. So that's my ray of sunshine.
1: Congratulations. I know it's hard sometimes to, like, get back on the wagon of, like, working out. Oh, Especially when it's, like, you're having to wake up. Yes. Like, it's not like, let me just go, because I feel like going to the gym right now. No, it's like, you have somebody waiting on you at the gym, get up and go.
0: Yes, and not only that, like, I've paid this man, like, I've invested, right. I've literally invested in myself, and so, right. like, when when I had to flip the script and be like, you know what, this is bigger than, like, I don't care about having abs, it's more so about, like, I'm investing in myself, so what a what a shitty message, excuse me, to send to myself then you know you, you've you invested but you're not gonna follow through right and it's like nah no Mm-mm. so I'm really I'm really excited I'm I'm just just going with the flow honestly I don't really have any goals or anything I'm just going with it
1: I remember whenever I started working out um in Shreveport I got a trainer Mm -hmm. and I literally just told him I just want to be in the best shape whenever the time comes for me to have kids
3: Mm. that was like
1: my big thing because of course like we all know about just black women in the birthing space Mm -hmm. and I think that sometimes like I think that as we tend to really just wrap ourselves around like the numbers Mm -hmm. instead of like, okay, these are the numbers. We know that people are going to be people and the people that we know who are going to be people, they ain't going to change. So the best we can do is to show up as healthy as possible. Yep. And to where it's like, no, when I know that as healthy as possible in the realms that we can control, let me like Mm -hmm. rephrase that. Mm -hmm. Um, in the realms that we can control, so that whenever that time comes, it's kind of like I gave my best self. So mm-hmm. the care that I expected is out of me giving a hundred percent, and I'll expect you to give a hundred percent. Yeah, and that was like a really big thing for me. Um, now I, I've fallen off, and I need to get back on. But that was how per, how I personally chose to like look at it, of just being like, I know that I'm in like the trenches of my childbearing years. Yeah. Not to say that I'm planning on having kids anytime soon, but I just wanted to be in a space where I'm in the best, the best shape possible for me. Mm-hmm. So that when that time comes that it weighs out, it can knock out some of the, uh, you know, the external factors because there are a lot of factors when it comes to not being healthy and being pregnant. So.
0: Very true. I never thought about it that way. True,
2: yeah.
3: Right?
0: And I think, I think your your follow-up with that is the perfect segue into this week's topic. Like, Absolutely. so this week we wanted to talk about body dysmorphia and but not in the traditional well I don't want to say traditional, but I know that like weight and body image is you know has always been a topic and will probably always be a hot topic, especially as we continue to live in a patriarchal society that centers men's desires but I really wanted to talk about the spectrum that exists around that especially like especially as two black women um and I'm gonna say like I consider Janeja a southern black woman like like because that's called like the culture, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you exist within the culture and you have for a very, very, very long time. Right. And so, as two southern black women who, you know, date men and who also, like, have friends that look different from each other, like, we have an array of friends that vary in in looks, skin tones, like, all of that, weight, all that. So, I... I brought this topic up because I've suffered from body dysmorphia since childhood and it really stems from, uh, like I said, being a Southern black girl in a Southern black family that is full of, you know, plus size women. It it really ranges, but like plus size women or the, the women that are, that were shaped like the women now before BBL was even a thing. Like, you know those curves having hips, you know, having full breasts, having you know excuse me like you know all these things that have become dare I say fetishes in the social worlds or in society and being the the skinny girl in the family, and constantly being told like, girl, you need to eat, you ain't hungry, you ain't gonna eat, you ain't gonna eat, and it's just like. Hearing that all throughout childhood and then, you know, going to high school where you're ready to date boys and you're, but you're also seeing that like, I have friends that had already gotten their hips and butt and like had full breasts and the guys were like, don't nobody want that. Like, don't nobody want you. I want that. I want the, I want the hips. I want the thighs. And it's like, this is not. This conversation is not to compare women. I just think that when we talk about body dysmorphia, like there's so many levels. Right. And now that I'm close to 30 and I'm having to develop a new relationship with my body as I do like kind of gain weight and move out of the out of that space of naturally having a six-pack without doing anything. Um it's very interesting to see how I see my body and I didn't realize how much of a problem or how how disconnected I was from my body until I did start to gain weight and and that be a result of healthy relationships and um loving food like I love food. I love to eat. I always have. But the fact that me being me being skinny was always associated with girl you need to eat and you right. need to eat more and to see adults slap more food on my plate because they felt like me being skinny was somehow a bad result of like something they were doing right and so now that i like, really like my body and I'm seeing things that I never really noticed before, I was like, man, like, I, my mom is actually the one who kind of brought up body dysmorphia to me because she would see me try to, like, wear clothes that weren't really made for me and that would probably look better with, on girls with hips. And I'm trying to, like, you know, wear that because that's in, but it's like, that's not for my body. That's not flattering on me. Right. Right. And, but I still want to look cute so it's like what do I what can I wear that still consider quote unquote sexy or you know that I could I would probably still get a lot of likes on Instagram with you know what I'm saying like I, right, think, right. I think like we have to be honest about the questions that we ask ourselves in terms of image and yeah like I just I really want to talk about this with you
1: I, um, I'm kind of on the, like, when we talk about spectrum in this, I'm kind of on the other side of that spectrum, because for me, um, I don't think there was, like, I was just talking to Eric about this the other day, Mm -hmm. like, I, I jumped into womanhood a size 10, Mm. like, and so like, when, literally, when I transitioned from wearing, like, kids' clothes, I think the smallest I was woman size was, like, a size nine,
3: mm-hmm. I,
1: I want to say, um, and, like, for me, as I was, like, discovering my body, when I started to get comfortable, I was going, I was the only black girl at an all-white school, mm-hmm. and so, and I was a cheerleader, so mm-hmm. then it's, like, trying to like navigate through like how does it look to appreciate my body when nobody else appreciates my body you know when like my cheer skirt is an issue but nobody else's cheer skirt is an issue Mm -hmm. my my skirt is an issue but nobody else's skirt is an issue Mm -hmm. and it's like it's the same length but it just looks completely different Mm -hmm. because of just how I'm built and um but I do think that this conversation is needed, especially as everybody's body has changed coming out of quarantine. Like, I think they said the national average is like 15 pounds that people have gained over the last year. And it's really just from us being stagnant. Like, now granted, you do have people that we're working out during lockdown and during things. But when we're naturally like social people that, take walks with friends and go out. And I mean, think about whenever you're a night out in town, you can walk a good two, three miles mm-hmm. within like a night of hanging out with your friends. So just the fact that there was really none of that going on, I think a lot of people and I saw where you had shared um, Will Smith's post yes. where like he posted, uh-huh. he was like, I'm in the worst shape of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but when i saw it i was like that's real you know like that is something that like we we we're all kind of like i think that the conversation is going to get more it's going to be a more open conversation because it's just the reality of where we're at right now and I'm, I'm when you text me that i was like yes this is something that we should definitely talk about
0: yeah and you know what, I definitely missed, you know, I definitely didn't think about the quarantine piece, right? Like, I, I'm someone that's always kind of struggled with being underweight, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I was telling Janasia before we started recording that, like, I, when I stress, I lose hair and I lose weight. Uh-huh. And so being a naturally slim woman already, that's not really good. Um, and At the end of 2020, I was 114 pounds. And I'm five, 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 six. And so the fact that my doctor was like so close to putting me on these supplements that would make me gain weight because I'm I was essentially underweight to now, you know, almost midway through 2021, I've gained close to 20 pounds. And it's, it's funny because I've always joked, like, I would love to be 130. Like, I would love to, like, I would like to know what it's like to, you know, be a little on the thicker side. Um, especially as I, like, really expand into, like, womanhood and, and, you know, motherhood, you know, God willing, and, you know, wanting to, just see what my body can do without all right. those strict rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really right. want to know what it's like to just be in my body, do what the fuck I want to do and not think about having the flattest stomach in a skirt. And, you know, like I, I just, the vanity of it all that, right. that at first, like in my young adult years came with being slim.
1: Uh-huh. It was
0: fun. But it was also very nerve-wracking, because if the crop top didn't fit the way it did two weeks ago, then i freak out.
1: Right.
0: Whereas now, being at this space, where it's like, but I still look good. Like, it's, it's right. like, but I still look good. And, right. and I will also say, too, like, I think a piece of it for me, unfortunately, and I don't know if that's something that I maybe need to work with my therapist on, but, like, the fact that I'm dating someone who doesn't care. Like... <laughs> My like my fitness goals are my fitness goals, whereas I noticed that my body shifted. It, I like I made my body shift, whatever image the man in my life at the time nurtured. Uh-huh. And so you know I was I dated someone who really liked the model build. You know uh-huh. they were a photographer, so they really liked you know the model build and the. So it was like okay. I'm trying to maintain that, but also noticing that the women he's taking pictures of have like full breasts and round butts and thick thighs, and it's like I'm not that right, so then how do I still find confidence in this connection while you know watching what you shoot the most, right, you know right, and then going to into other you know dating spaces or even friend. Friendships where you know I'm the slimmest in the in the group, and we go to the club, and the friends with the big booties getting excuse me getting chose first, and it's like right okay, and I I felt for a long time I felt like I wasn't woman enough, like I felt like I looked like a little girl, and so I felt and, and I think that really goes into what you were talking about with the cheerleading uniform. The adultification of the black girl's body Man. is so fucking real on both Light. sides. When <laughs> you're a slim about it? girl, when you're a slim black woman, you're treated like this dainty little girl that needs to be taken care of. And, and even like I have, sometimes I have to watch what I wear because I can easily mi- get mistaken for like a 15 year old. Yeah, And I have been with my grown ass. But then on the, on the other side of that, you take thicker black women or even like fat black women or plus size black women, and it's like, she's 16, bro. Why are you, why are you, like, why are her parents are telling her you can't wear shorts? Yeah. Because men, like,
1: <laughs> you're, you're really, you're really making this a thing. And like, I remember being like, because of course, I like the, the school that I went to. It was a Catholic school. And so, like, everybody rolled their skirts up to make their skirts shorter. Like, everybody. And I remember, like, getting called out, you know, because of it. And it was just like, I'm not the only one that's doing this. Like, every single girl in here is rolling their skirts up. But for you to make this about me, Mm. me, the only Black girl in this entire school, you know, like, we already know what that's about, and it was just, I had got to a point where I just stopped wearing the skirts, because mm-hmm. it was, like, I, I don't even really want to hear, like, because you had the choice of, like, the skirts or the khaki pants, mm-hmm. and I just started wearing the khaki pants, like, I was, like, I don't have time for this, it's, like, every single time, like, they would, like, make it a thing to, like, check to see how short it was, and it was just, like, that can wear on you. I think I was, like, 14, 15 years old. Yeah. And those are the type of things that they stick with you because it's like, well, why do you keep calling me out about this? And, like, even with the cheerleading uniforms, same thing. Like, I can't... And that was when they had the pleats. Mm-hmm. Like, our skirt had, the like, the 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 pleats that separated. So every kick, every jump, every everything, them pleats were flying in different directions. Now, of course, I have like shorts on under this this is the uniform that you guys chose and you knew that I was going to be on the team yeah. so why is this a thing now
0: and why am I being persecuted for this exactly so then let me ask you a question uh-huh. What like if there has been one when was the shift or how did you shift so how did you go from like the adultification of your body as a child uh-huh. to then you know fully fully embracing your body as an adult woman but also seeing how men now like thick is in. Thick right. is like what everybody wants. But uh, like what what are you what is your take on that?
2: Um I think that
1: now I look at it and I'm just I'm kind of blown away by just the acceptance of it now, because when I was younger, it wasn't as accepted. I think that, like, you know, I went to high school. When I was in high school, I went to high school from 04, 03, 03 to 2000, to to 07. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, in the thick of, like, millennial R&B, video vixen, like, that was, like, prime, right? Mm -hmm. And so you look at those bodies now compared to the bodies like that are popular. You look at those bodies then and you look at bodies now and they're nothing like what we thought was thick. Like when I would look at those girls, I'd be like, man, like if I could just like, if my stomach could get a little bit flatter, like my boobs are already kind of, I'm a, I'm a double D, Mm -hmm. And so my boobs were already kind of there. Um, even though know, they didn't really get there until, like, college, but still, like, I would just want my stomach to be just a little bit flatter because then it would just make everything else look better. But mm. now you get on Twitter and it's like, yeah, I don't care about a little bit of pooch, mm-hmm. a little bit of fupa. And so, like, it's just people's preference is, people's preference is, like, so fickle. Yes. like. It's, it's one of the most preferences, one of the most fickle things, because a lot of times, like, men's, men's preferences tend to kind of wane with, like, what's trending. Yep. Because if you think 10 years ago, like, all the men were, like, couldn't stand natural hair. Oh
0: and now you have a lot God. of men that
1: that's all they want is natural hair. And so it's just, like, the bodies that were back. We're in back then, that's what everybody wanted, and the bodies that are in right now, that's what everybody wants. So it's just like, you preferences are so fickle, and it just sucks because, like, 90% of the population does not fit into these standards at all. Like, we're all looking at the same, like, 15 women. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you know?
0: I had this same conversation. With my partner, I was like, it's so interesting to get on Instagram and everyone looks just alike, even like, right. and, and here's the thing. This is not an episode about shaming surgery. And no, not stuff. at all. No. We're talking about body dysmorphia in the sense that one, the underlying message is, it's your body do what the fuck you want to do. Right. Um, but also it's very interesting to see, like you said, we're looking at the same 10 to 15 women especially when we talk about white women with big, li- like working to get big lips and high cheekbones and wanting, you know what I'm saying? The, the full right. features. Um, but, but even when we talk about black women and women of color, like the BBL shape is right. like so in right now It's so in. And I often wonder like where, where the trend is going. You know, because I, I have a theory that everything is cyclical. And uh-huh. so it's going to be interesting to see where it comes back. Because I, um, I was watching Girlfriends. And it was so funny to see that all of those black women were so tiny. Yes. Yeah. So, so tiny. So much so that Jill Scott's fine self. Let me tell y'all something. Jill Scott. Jill. Yeah. Anyway, the fact that Jill Scott was the quote unquote fat character that they brought on in order to broaden the the, the spectrum and the, the casting of vision is very interesting watching that now in 2021 because it's like.
1: She ain't hmm. even that big. She ain't even that big. Same with same with Takara from America's Next Top Model. Girl! Like if I saw her on my Twitter feed, and I was like, I remember back when I was younger thinking like, okay, like, I remember really just assuming that Takara was a plus-size bottle. Yeah, no. And you look at her now, and it's like, she just had big boobs. She just had big old boobs. That's it. <laughs> That's all it was. That's she really it. was not plus-size but. The crazy thing to me when you think about it, and then especially when we're discussing body dysmorphia and just the trend in the, in the early 2000s was like, you think about like the Tyra show. You mm-hmm. remember when Tyra Banks put on that fat suit and walked around and was upset because nobody showed her attention?
0: Don't make me spit my food out because Girl, that episode to this day... Have you day, ever seen that episode? I have. And it, it came back up. Into conversation about three months ago on Twitter, and Twitter was just lighting her up. But it was so wild to see her have like this real emotional temper tantrum, and right. like we have to put a real asterisk by "fat suit" because she was not fat. Like oh. it was just so wild to see her intentionally do that under the guise of trying to quote unquote raise awareness, where we're in reality. It was her way of, like, backwards. It was her way of, like, oddly bringing more attention to herself as in, like, I'm so glad I don't look like this.
1: Well, I think that it was, like, because I remember that because I used to be, like, on, like, I used to love the Tyra show. Me too. Tyra show plus uh, the Bob Vixen magazine. So good. (laughs) But uh, it was, like, there was a, paparazzi picture that had went on that somebody had caught her like at the beach and Mm -hmm. she had cellulite Mm -hmm. and she like was she was sick like Tyra you ain't you're not no big girl and she just really was like this just hurts so much and and, like you don't want to like completely knock the way that anybody feels right. 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 But you would have been it would have been such a better episode had you just celebrated yourself. And just been like, I mean, I'm getting older. I don't look the way that I used to look when I was 20. Like, I'm not killing myself to be on the runway anymore. And you guys just accept it for what it is. Had you sent out that message with the audience that she had at that time? Because you think about all of the times when somebody's words could have completely, like, shifted the social dynamic even just a little bit, had she just made that a thing instead of deciding to get in a suit and walk down the street? Her outfit was so trash. Like, Tyra, (laughs) you ain't got no friends. (laughs) Where are your friends? Where are the people to just be like, you know what? I don't really think this is a good idea. Like, you really just thought that that was it, sis. That's what you chose to do. Yeah. everybody like cellulite is not even the thing that comes with weight gain like there are people that are that are very much in shape that have cellulite because cellulite don't work like that yeah we've been taught that that's how cellulite works but it's just not it's like so unrealistic the way that she carried on in that show multiple there are multiple times and even when you look at how she judged like america's next top model like you really have to car out here like like, a plus-size model says plus where? Yeah. And can you imagine at that age... Like, I can't imagine being, you know, younger and being, like, a true plus-size girl and just being like, well, damn, where the fuck do I fit in at this? Because if this if is plus-size... she's plus-size... Plus size, <laughs> like, what
0: is... Yes. Y'all are on crap... Like, what it's, kind of drug is this? It's gotta be. Like, because... <laughs> Th- and, and you know, it's so funny because, like, I think about, you know, I think about all of the ways my size has been, like, complimented or demeaned, right? Like, I re- mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. So, I dated this guy in high school, and, y'all, I had the biggest crush on him. I just thought he was just, like, the best thing since sliced bread. So, I, we dated from... I think I was like 15 to like 17, 15 to 18. Um, he was like two years older than me, whatever. So my mom, and we're also going to talk about that too, because I think a lot of my body dysmorphia came from being my mom's daughter. Not that my mm-hmm. mom did anything, but I'll get to that. And I remember one day he was picking me up for a date and my mom came to the door and like waved us off, you know, and he said, um, he was like, man, he was like, your mom is so pretty. And I said, thank you. And Let me was, tell y'all, Miss Keisha's so
1: fine. <laughs> Keisha is fine, y'all. I just thought I just thought I'd put that in there. Jesse's mom
0: is beautiful. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all see what y'all hear what Generation just did? We're about to get there. So <laughs> So he goes, you know, your mom. he was like, your is so pretty. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. And he was like, when, when you gonna, when you gonna feel out like that? And I remember feeling so small, no pun intended. But it was just like, since childhood, I've always been kind of jealous of my mom. My mom is gorgeous. Jealous. Like naturally, like just like drop dead gorgeous. Like, beautiful olive skin you know and don't 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 get me started on the fact that my mom has like three c hair well i have like four a four b hair my hair's a little kinkier you know my mom can like get out of the shower and wear her curl you know just like all the things that i saw on tv that were pretty my mom is that just naturally no surgery no like extreme skincare products she's just like pretty and i saw how hard i had to work to make myself feel pretty like opposed to that and so to for my my then boyfriend to say when you gonna look like that of course my answer is i'll never look like that because i'm not my mom right and though i have characteristics of my mom i look a lot like my dad And so, and also, too, like, to know that I spent all that time trying to find something to wear, to go out with this cute boy, and the first thing he notices is how pretty my mom is. Right. And, of course, you know, being an adult now, he was a fucking idiot. And and I should have slapped him for, one, speaking disrespectfully about my mother. Right. But also being rude to me, because you don't say anything like that. Right. To anyone. And so for him to suggest that something was wrong with me because I don't look just like my mother right. was so, it, and it, it, stuck with me.
1: Right. Like Janaysia,
0: like right. it literally stuck with me. And I think sometimes it still stuck sticks with me when I see people like fall all out over my mother. Cause it's like, damn, but it's not, it doesn't apply to Janaysia because Janaysia be gassing. Janaysia be gassing <laughs> up. I and she's doing a lot. Is. Um, but you know, just to see, like, we're not gonna sit on here like you're not fine either. No. Okay, bye. See? No, okay, no. no, 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 no. We're not doing this. <laughs> we're not doing this. But <laughs> We're not doing this. But, it's, you know, like, just so, you know, you grow up and you you're wearing Afro puffs and your mom is wearing like a beautiful like my mom had the Tony Braxton knee Long shortcut. Mm-hmm. until i was like 7 and so like to to go out and see men like literally drool over my mom and just like not even in gross ways but like walk up to her and be like you're so pretty and you know my mom like was slim but she had hips you know and she had a little butt. like she was just so to me i just always felt like she was so perfect and mm-hmm. so when i got to the age that she was when she had me and saw that i didn't look like that it was like this is trash and that's where (laughs) I felt less of a woman like I just didn't feel like a real woman because Mm -hmm. to me I didn't I didn't have what real women in my life had in terms of excuse me in terms of body and so now that I'm older I still, I still envy my mom in some ways, but I think I'm also stepping into this space where I really like myself Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and I like my style and I like the way, like, can't nobody do me like I do me. And that's where I find my confidence. And it's less about how my body looks and more about how I feel in my body. Right. Because I remember working my ass off senior year of college y'all I literally looked like a bodybuilder like I was chiseled because I wanted big quads and a butt so badly that I was going to the gym sometimes two three times a day oh my goodness yes and I was like I literally looked like a bodybuilder so then I got the quads I got the butt but like I hated working out like, yeah. and it wasn't fun, especially when I, you know, I wasn't eating the things that I really liked. And mind you, I'm doing this at fucking 20, 21 years old, depriving myself of, of joy because I have this body that I saw on Instagram. And I would like make certain people my screensavers for like inspiration and be like, I want my body like that. I'm gonna do those exercises for my body to be like that. And it's just like. When I stopped going and I just allowed my body to just, like, be, it was the total opposite of that. Right. And I was like, this is not the type of life I want to live. I think,
2: for me, um,
1: I would just, I would say this to anybody who's struggling in these spaces, that we have really been, like, brainwashed into believing what is what what the standard of beauty should be
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know um if you think about the way that just things have shifted over time like even with the car when the kardashians came out mm-hmm. like the kardashians really like gave everybody else a pass mm-hmm. to desire curves even if you weren't black i mean you think about j-lo like Think about J Lo J-, J Lo's behind now It's not that
0: big. It's not,
1: and, like, and back then it's not
0: that big. Back then we thought J Lo and Trina were the thickest women we'd ever seen.
1: I mean, and I like with me and my, the story with my mom. My mom has a very my mom has like that BBL behind. Like she has mm-hmm. a behind that looks like she got it done. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up there were always just a ton of comments from just boys Mm -hmm. just being like, your mama got it. Like I remember one time when I was in church and um, like whenever my mom would sit down, like they would make noises (gasps) to my mom sitting down. (gasps) Girl. Yes. Yes. Because, and it's just like, you, you, you carry those things with you. Because it's like, even though I, I don't, I don't have a small behind. But when people would comment on it, be like, I'd be like, you have you seen you ain't seen nothing like this ain't nothing compared to how my mom is shaped. So I, I'm with you on that, like 100 mm-hmm. percent of just hearing people constantly. And like my sister took more after my mom than I did mm-hmm. um, as far as just having like the really slim waist and just having just like hips and behind. And, you know, you just look at it and it's just like that's just life. It's just gen- genetics going to roll the way the genetics going to roll. Yes. But it sticks with you because it's like, I mean, I wouldn't mind looking like that. It takes a lot for me to look like that. And it's not something that, like, I can do naturally. Yeah. I can go to the gym. I can work out. I can look like that. It just takes more. Um, but what happens when you don't want to put that effort in?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> what happens when you want to take a week off? Like, what happens right. when, like, life happens and you can't do that? Like, Right, all these things and and i'm gonna tell you janeja started her comment with we but we is not gender specific i even think men have been brainwashed on the standards of beauty and i think they've been brainwashed on what to want from a woman um because i'm gonna tell you like my current partner is the first man i have ever dated that literally told me like I love your like I love your body, like and just like and not even in a gross way or like in a you know essential. It was just more so like I love the way like I love your body. Like you look nice, you know. Like it's amazing. And it was so nice because it was like wow. Like I didn't have to like I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to wear that dress or those pants. It was just like I was just chilling around the house. It was just like you look so nice, I was like, "Thanks," and it was just something so casual, but it was, it was so real. And when I think about that, like I think about men, my heart goes out to them too because, um, even though we as uh, women who date men are um more accepting of men's weight and image and things like that, then it might be on the opposite end of the spectrum but i think that when rihanna do you remember when rihanna had the plus size man
1: in oh the my Fenty?
0: goodness. that day was so joyous because let me tell you something so i have curated my timeline to all black like it's just all black people and to see the number of black men pose in their shorts excuse me with no shirt on and just like Yet, like, to, like feeling themselves and like seeing black men go by their gold chains and put their, you know, open their shirt up a little bit and let the chest out. And you. Know, I just I love that because I can understand why they may have felt like, yeah, in real life, I'm able to date. But that like I had to put on an extra little personality because I don't have abs and I don't want right. them. I don't like right. working out. Right. I don't want to go to the gym. I'm not athletic. You know, I, I have a little extra stomach. My arms are a little thicker. Like my legs, are a little thicker. I don't. I want to see myself on TV without just being the comedic relief or without just being the best friend of all the fine women.
1: Right? Can I tell you my story? Cause okay, so my partner is he is big, bald, bearded, black man, and that day when that picture came out. I don't think that like he was literally like I, I really didn't know that that was a preference like I didn't know that you guys like this was what you wanted I didn't yes. know that there were women out there that wanted somebody that looked like me like wow. he just was like I just didn't I was like you don't you didn't you didn't know that there are women who like this is their preference like this mm-hmm. is what they prefer and he was like no it was like, for him, he was just reading the comments and he was just like, oh my God. I remember him being like, man, if I would have knew this 10 years ago, (laughs) mm. I I would have been and (laughs) Bobby. I probably would be a Mm stepmom. Actually, we probably wouldn't even be together because, you know, I had (laughs) made a decision that I didn't want to talk to nobody that had kids. We probably wouldn't be together. Had he known his whole life that like, no, we like that, Mm -hmm. oh, it would have been a wrap. But it was just amazing to see him just be like that that's amazing mm-hmm. that that's how y'all feel like because i do think that even when it comes to like body positivity like men like even though we're steps behind way further behind than what we think i think men are even further behind because they really do not see like there is no diversity when it comes to showing men they're just now starting to mm-hmm. show, like, plus-size men's wear. Like, you had, mm-hmm. like, the big and tall, like, whole... I mean, like, the Lane Bryant equivalent for men, but mm-hmm. outside of that, it was, like, all the slim men, and then you dig for the XLs and the 40s and the 38s at the bottom. That weren't flattering at Right. You don't get to see somebody that looks like you. You can just find what you need at the bottom. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and granted like that's pretty much what what uh what the women had to do also but it's just amazing to that we're starting to see cuz even when we were at Target the other day they had like a picture of a guy and he was like he was bigger and it was just like it wasn't like this is the plus size section no it was just like him and, like all the other different body types and so it it, one, it runs rampant with men also the crazy thing to me is how much men have have a tendency to have so much to say like the uga boogers of twitter have <laughs> they do they have so much to say J'Nazia, about you women. know
0: i love when you use that term y'all she does <laughs> she rarely does it but when jenesia calls the the we i call them the low tier men but when she calls them the uggabuggers i just the sudden you just be jumping out <laughs> the uggabuggers the
1: uggabuggers are the men that will like comment under when women are celebrating their full selves. When we are out here minding our own business. When we are out here getting, you know, accomplishing goals, getting the degrees, getting the cars, getting the getting everything. Just out here getting everything that rightfully deserves that we rightfully deserve. And you got a oogle booger in the comments, say, like, Well, <laughs> men, men. Well, that's why you can't. Well, that's why y'all can't get a man. You just want to be so independent. Or look at the look at how you shape or look at this outfit. Like you really get on this internet to cut up and then you click on that profile picture and you be like,
0: ooh, the nerd.
1: Now sir. Now we ain't, we ain't, you know, we're we're elevated around here, so we ain't gonna go tip for tat, but what you're not about to do is sit up here and act like you got all your ducks in a row. Like go on and listen back to that uh Sammy or whatever podcast that she was listening to and go back under that rock. Ooh. But it's them. They always have so much to say. And it's just like, why are we listening to these men? Like yeah. somebody, like who who is having sex? Are y'all getting sex? Like who is who's making this? Mm-hmm. Who who is who's who's supporting this? Mm-hmm. Because I just, I just can't. But a lot of times, like, you guys aren't held to the same standards that women are held to. Like, we're held to such, just this high, like, you have to meet this bar right here, or, or you ain't it. Yeah. And it's like, but men, I feel like when, when you look at men's body shapes, men's body shapes vary more than women's.
0: hmm Yes. Yes. That is so true. Because yeah. it's
1: like okay, y'all can have like small arms, big legs, <laughs> big arms, small legs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like think about all the different shapes of men. I mean, granted, with women too, but like y'all y'all really just be out here coming for people shaped like anything. And it's just like why why come for us? Like, why not just worry about yourself? How mm-hmm. you what's your projecting on is just unrealistic. It's unrealistic. These are your desires. You watch the videos that you watch off of Pornhub, whatever. But don't come into the real world and try to put all of those standards on real women. These are real women with real lives, real goals, not not to knock anything that anybody does, any kind of, like, sex work, no nothing. Like, I'm not knocking any of that. But if you have a woman who's main goal in life doesn't necessarily circle around what she looks like on the outside and she just chooses to live a full life and however her body comes along in that journey is how it comes along. That's completely her business and the fact that we continue to make it our business is just unsettling.
0: One thing, one thing. I agree 100% and I think that one thing I had to do was learn how to separate the internet from real life. You know, it's very easy to psych yourself into believing that, you know, oh, I'm scrolling Instagram and I'm never going to get a fine man like that because they only like this. And it's like, that's not true because you're putting both women and men in this monolith that is unrealistic and just completely false. Right. Right. And I and I say that because as someone who makes a conscious effort to live life in real life and off the devices, I see life in such a more beautiful, diverse way. Mm-hmm. And I honestly believe one, there's somebody for everybody. But I also think, you know, when we look at, you know, body image and body dysmorphia. It all stems from an expectation that was never yours in the first place. It was given to you. And so once you do that work, once you do that self-work and realize this is not mine, like who who gave me this desire? And when did I take it on? And when you realize that, then you're like, oh, okay, so that's not mine. This is what my body does. This is what my body doesn't do. Okay, and then you, you reach this place of full acceptance. And even if you want to, quote, unquote, improve your body, you do it in such a way that you're willing to honor the process and not worship the results. Right. And so once you do that, then you open yourself up to people who like you for real. And I, and I know that I've preached this on social media and on this podcast before. It is so important that we surround ourselves with people who like us for real. Mm-hmm. Because when you do, and it, and it starts when you really like yourself. Like, I really like me right now. Right now, at this very moment on May 5th at 2.32 p.m., I really, really like myself. And I have the hugest pimple on my cheek. But I really like me. I think I'm dope. I think I'm funny. I like my body. I like what my body has been able to do. And so when I look at myself from that perspective, I don't worry about who's not going to want me. I worry about me wanting myself and, you know, the people who gas me up and be like, no, but like you are though, like you are the shit. And I guarantee you, we all have at least one person who does that. I think we just have to pay more attention to them and less about the negative shit that we have ingested about ourselves, that's really not ours. It's just not. Right.
2: Right. No, and and I think that that really speaks to what it means to, like, do the work as
1: far as, like, self-reflection. Self-reflection and taking the time out to almost, like, sometimes you really have to fast from social media. Because we have a tendency to follow the things that we wanna attract. And for a lot of people that may be like, you know, if they're having just body dysmorphia ideas and and just have like really just struggling with that, social media can be very detrimental. Mm -hmm. Like it it really, really can. And so taking that time out to really just like woo-saw from social media and just go out. And, you know, as the world opens back up, go out and look at what what other, like, real bodies look like. Like, I remember one time I was walking in the French Quarter, and I just started looking at the women around me. Not the women on social media, but the women around me Mm -hmm. and realizing, like, this is nobody's bodies out here looking the same at all. Yep. like nobody's. Yep. No body's body is looking the same. Even if even with clothes it may look slim, but I mean nobody's body is the same. Mm-hmm. And the standards that we've put on ourselves like when you sit back and you really think about it like even just the fact that there are women behind that are upholding these standards, it's like damn, y'all are really doing this as if everybody has access to this, as if everybody's body does these, this one, two, three, four, five different things. You want big <laughs> boobs, a small waist, you know, hips, big old behind. Not everybody's, who all's body can do that? Without surgery, you don't have a lot of people's body can do that. So it's just like when you look at those standards and then to put them all together. Come on now.
0: It's fine. God is looking now
1: like, okay, what y'all expect?
2: You got what you got.
0: And so make it work.
1: Make it work. You got to make it work. You got to make it work. And I just, I love seeing women that fully, like Lizzo, I love, love, love seeing women that just accept themselves. Like, this is what I, this is what y'all going to get. And be okay with it. And if you're not okay with it, don't look at me. Look the other way. Mm hmm
0: Because you don't have to see, like, you don't have to be here.
1: Nope.
0: You don't have to be in
1: this space. You choose to be, you choose to come on my page and look at this. You should, like, when I see people, like, especially some of, like, the white people, the white guys, white men that be up on her stuff, and I'm like, y'all search her out. I know this stuff is not just popping across your timeline. Like, y'all are, like, searching this out, and it's weird. It's weird. Just like you said the other day, how many times Chas chats to say it's weird all the time. It's weird.
0: <laughs> Y'all stop being weird. Stop being weird. Please stop being weird. Like it's it's just it's 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 getting to be a lot. Like I just want I want everybody to learn how to truly mind their business. And like when I say <laughs> mind your business, like I'm talking about like really till your soil. Like Really learn how to mind your business and live your life. Like if everyone focused more on tending to um, themselves and their circle and their tribe and, you know, focusing on the things that's meant to make life a little bit better and a little bit easier. And we worked on, as People's Oracle says, like sharing the burden of survival I think that we oh. be- will become a lot more compassionate and empathetic towards people who don't look or who don't look like us. And also we will understand and have a little more compassion for the way, like what the body really does. Cause like when we think right. about it, we're having an episode about body dysmorphia, which is about external image and how you see yourself. But when we really think about what the body was created to do, I think that we all could be a little better in respect. And when I say respecting it, I'm not talking about feeding it veggies and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I mean, eat your veggies and drink the water. But When I say really respect and regard the body, like Lizzo's feet allow her to dance. Her mouth blows the flute. Her hands write music. Janasia's hands crafts curls and color. Like your knees hold your, like your knees hold your body up, right? Your feet travel for you, your right. arms lifting so that you can bring them close. Like when you really talk about the body, like the sanctuary and the, and the, the spiritual gift that it really, really, really is a lot of this body dysmorphia shit, kind of like it doesn't go away. But it right. shifts the perspective because then you really have to ask yourself, what am I nitpicking? And even right. when we talk about people, like, there are people that I follow on, especially TikTok, like, I've fallen into a, a rabbit hole. But I follow <laughs> a lot of people with, like, disabilities and, like, special abilities and, and it's so interesting and I, I, I just, I leave feeling so much shame when I look at how they honor their bodies, because they had to, in order to find joy in right. an ableist society. Right. They had that to tends learn to early.
1: About them. That tends to not take them into consideration at all.
0: Yeah. They had to learn how to love, love their body early. They had to learn right. true acceptance early, just so they could face our able-bodied asses. Uh-huh. So when you talk about, you know, image and, and body dysmorphia and things like that, really tap into the trauma and be able to talk about yourself in an honest fashion. But this card was not yours. Right. You know, I, one thing um, that, that my partner said when we went uh, out of town not too long ago, he was like, I love that you embrace your body. Like, you don't stop being slim from wearing like your skirts and like having your legs out. Because unfortunately, there are a lot of skinny black women that don't want to wear shorts they don't want to wear the short skirts because to them due to the adultification of the black woman's body or the black girl's body that makes you look childish it's not sexy it's not curvy it's not this it's not that and you're just like bro fuck it I want to wear this dress it looks good I like it and so I just think that like I hope that y'all were able to follow something in this episode. Cause like I said before, like it's a very complicated, complex topic, but it's, it's something worth exploring. And it it's really something is. worth talking about. Yeah. And
1: it really is
0: like your image, the way you see yourself influences the way you present yourself to the world internally and externally. So,
1: and and the crazy thing is, is we're having this conversation from two people who haven't even experienced motherhood yet. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother ballgame of diving into what it is to accept your body after motherhood also and after yes. birth. And so like when you think about that, that's a whole other side of it where you're just like, y'all raggedy motherfuckers really put these standards out when women carry children in their bodies for nine months. Push them out of the vagina. And then, boom, there's a child. And then it just grows. And then the cycle repeats itself. So I got the nerve to really just make this, like, obscure standard of beauty the thing. And so now, not only are we dealing with, like, young women having to look at this, you know, Mm -hmm. older women having to, like, reminisce about what their body used to look like, because that's Mm -hmm. a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. Now, it's like, these women are have push out human beings created human beings and then we got to worry about snapping back mm-hmm. fuck a snap back mm-hmm. how about am i mentally healthy how, mm-hmm. how about how about am i is my is my body even okay is my body fully recovering from this because i cringe whenever i hear people talk about snapping back mm-hmm. from having children because it's like, do you understand what the body went through? And for that to be the first thing that 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 we love that we love bringing up, like how about you ask me about my mental health? How about you ask about me as a person? Don't comment, oh girl, I see you you dropped that weight. Quick. That's not a compliment. <laughs> yep. That shouldn't be a compliment. Mm-hmm. How about we just talk about the fact that it takes a body up to two years to fully recover from having children in the first place. Mm-hmm. And some people's bodies are never the same after they have
0: children. There was a person that made a TikTok about the side effects of pregnancy. She was talking about, you know, like her circle of mom friends. And that lady literally said she has a friend that has to, um, where like basically has a catheter. Yep.
2: 2 years after giving birth and she's like right.
0: 32 years old. Or you right. know the fact that like there's a there are moms that have to take pills to in order to eat. Right. You know, and don't get me wrong. We're not preaching perfection here. Are there some vain things that I do not want to happen to me after pregnancy? Yes. I'm just going to be honest with you. There are some things that I just do not want to experience. But that's just the real, that's just like like human nature. But at the same time, I feel like we also should still address the fact that like, don't nobody be one that, and, I, and here's the thing, I have to be honest with you, because this is not all on men. It be women. No, not at all. Oh, my gosh. My partner said something to me when we first started dating. He said, man, I'm going to tell you something. Y'all women be so damn hard on each other. Us men don't even be realizing the shit that y'all be talking about until y'all teach us. We don't be knowing that your toes and your nails supposed to fucking match. (laughs) Like, we don't know. Like, we like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't be knowing that stuff. And y'all see each other out, and y'all be
1: dogging each other. Tearing each other down. Y'all tearing, be dogging tear,
0: Tearing each other to the pieces. He yeah. was like, man, he was like, I have never heard anybody talk about a woman worse than a woman. And when he That's said that, he said it with such conviction. I knew he wasn't lying. I knew he wasn't lying. So when we talk about snapback culture, we also got to talk about how many of us perpetuate that. Once a woman gives birth, yes, mama, I see the body coming back.
1: No. That's not a, that's not, that's not okay. And granted, it may be okay because you may feel some type of way about the amount of weight that you gain while you were pregnant, which a lot of women do. Mm -hmm. Where, because pregnancy, first of all, here's the thing about pregnancy, that I just want to have a conversation with God about, like, why you got to make it such a toss up? Like, Girl. you get pregnant and you don't know what the fuck you're going to experience. Some God people like, don't get oh, sick at here. all.
0: Like, right. I had a friend who has... Some people get has... so
1: sick where their, their teeth fall out.
0: hmm Girl, people are... Lo- Listen, y'all. Did y'all know... It's taking everything in me not to whisper into this speaker. Did y'all know people teeth be falling
1: the fuck out? Falling out. I had to Google it. When I saw that girl, when she popped her dentures dentures out, I said, oh, 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 oh,
0: let me tell you. My children (laughs) owe me everything
2: (laughs) if I lose my
0: teeth. Here's the thing. What's crazy about that is I have a friend who has two children. First pregnancy, she was like, girl, there were some days I forgot I was pregnant before I actually started showing. Like, she was like, it was such a breeze. like, nothing. That second pregnancy?
1: Oh. My. God. You just don't know. And I'm just like, why? God, <laughs> why can't you just, like, make it, make it okay for everybody across the board. Make the same side effects for everybody across the board. Like, why is it a toss-up? You have people who have three and four and five kids, and they had completely different experiences with each child. And we want to talk about Snapback. Baby, can we please just talk about normalizing? And I hate it because I feel like normalize has been played out so much. Mm -hmm. But what we should do, what I'm appreciative of is the fact that TikTok has really started. It really has like changed the way that people talk about things because People will get on TikTok and talk about things, and people will be in the comments and be like, "Dang, me too, me too." I didn't know that there was somebody else. And then the conversation will make its way to Twitter, and then it comes a broader conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's what happened whenever people started talking about pregnancy side effects and how it's like all the generations before us, it was like this hush hush thing of all these different side effects. Millennial women was like, nah, fuck this. Why y'all ain't tell us this?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all ain't tell us, but we're going to make sure that we tell y'all that this is... Cr- and even with Gen Z, with Gen Z having kids, they're like, what is this?
0: Yo. What is this? Yo. Y'all and made I'ma this tell out you. to be
1: like, I was going to pop this baby out, go back to the house and be fine. Like, I, I knew that there was a chance that I could get postpartum.
0: But why are my teeth falling out? My teeth falling out, my hair not going back. And I'm going to tell you, if anything that I've learned, is that all of these situations, especially pregnancy, have taught me how important it is to have the right people in your life. Like, I cannot have no baby just for anybody. I I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot because it's too, pregnancy is too invasive of a process for me to be worrying about this baby, worrying about me, and also worrying about your dusty food ass. Mm -hmm. I cannot do it. I cannot. And so, You know, we, we just, we just want everybody to just, like, have more conversations about their true selves and about their true feelings. Um, I think we said a lot in this episode, but hopefully, like I said, y'all were able to follow some stuff and at least, I hope it at least provoked thought and made you want to, like, reflect on how do you see your body. And tell us on social media, like, tweet us and, and, like, tell us how do you see yourself? You know, like. Because I've often wondered, I've seen that question on Twitter before, like, I wonder what I look like to other people. I've always wondered that. I always used to say, I'm too skinny. Like, I'm way too skinny. And then I see pictures of myself and it's like, that's not what I saw in the mirror. (laughs) Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Like That's not what I saw in the mirror.
1: There are times whenever I have like... I don't think it's so much body dysmorphia, but it's like the reverse mm-hmm. where I'll walk out and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. fine. Because even for me, even like over the whole lockdown, um, like since I stopped working out, I've gained pretty much all the weight back that I lost whenever I worked out. I was working out at one point. And I dropped like 50 pounds
3: um. and
1: I pretty much have gained it all back. Mm-hmm. and. Um, sometimes I feel like my mind was still in, like, that body, you know, where, Mm. like, somebody would take a picture of me and I would catch an angle and I'd be like, dang, I look like that? You Mm. know, like, dang, I didn't think that I look like that. Like, when I walked out the house, I was, like, super fine and somebody catch an angle of me and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, Mm. there's that. Um, But... Two, that's a whole other thing. Whenever I was talking about my ray of sunshine, when it's like self-discovery of just like standing in front of the mirror and just being naked and being okay with my body mm-hmm. um, and this like process. But the one thing that I always, that I definitely want to emphasize on that Chatsby said earlier is that it really just, when you go through the highs and lows of life, the people around you really matter because I can't imagine having a partner that, like, oh, my God, you over here gaining this weight. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like, no, when I feel some type of weight, Eric be like, you fine. Like, you fine. Wear what you want. I don't care. Like, let's get you some clothes that fit. Don't throw those clothes away. You're going to fit them one day. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to do this. Like, somebody who truly encourages okay. you and that's in your corner, no matter how you feel about yourself.
0: Yes.
1: You know? And I feel like there are a lot of people, like, even with my with clients that I have, When I hear them talk about the way that their husbands and their boyfriends and their fathers and their uncles and their grandpas, because they don't just be romantic partners, it'd be other men in your life too that really will make you feel some type of way about gaining weight. But when you have, it's time to really just, I don't want to say throwing people away, but if you listen to this and you really have somebody in your corner that just dogs you basically for gaining weight, which is disgusting, but it's so normal. Please re- reevaluate the relationship because if that's all it takes for you to flip your mouth is me eating some burgers instead of eating a salad, and you got so much to say about me, you can get the fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Because let's be clear,
0: all slim people not healthy. Right. Just right. like all, you know, all full-size or fat people S- are not unhealthy. Right. And so, you know, we just, we really gotta do better. We gotta be more compassionate to each other and to our own bodies and really honor the fact that they do what they put to get fucking done.
2: Yep. They really do. And
0: so, that's all I really have, friend. Is there anything else you wanna add? To all my
1: new mamas out there, because I know it's a lot of, because y'all was bored during lockdown, congratulations. And, baby, wear that body, Mm -hmm. be out, Wear the body however you want to wear it. If you gain 10 pounds during pregnancy, if you gain 70 pounds during pregnancy, Mm -hmm. you still the shit. Wear that body. You fine, mama.
0: Congratulations. Mm Mm-hmm. I second that. And with that, that's the end of this week's episode. Y'all please continue to tweet us. We love that y'all resonated. Like, the the last episode we did resonated with y'all. So many beautiful black people tweeted us and was telling us like pulling we love when y'all pull quotes because we be like we said that we said that i know so y'all please continue to tweet us and tell us what resonated with you continue to have conversations on social media as always i'm going to drop our social media info in the description box and we'll see y'all in two weeks bye bye